Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of still the first place Cincinnati Reds. Don't you forget it. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,266 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And also exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got something you want to ask Joe from Riverfront Bengals or anything about the shows on the Riverfront or anything about the Reds or who's your first half uh, MVP for the Cincinnati Reds, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, like I said, we got that ice cave. I already did that one. I'm kind of messing my own stuff up here, but let's go jackpot Joey. Jackpot Joey nine. He's the greatest quarterback in the league. He's Joe Burrow. We call him jackpot Joey. The beer is coming out shortly. We got the cornhole tournament coming out here in, uh, I think it's August. Get the dates here soon. Set up. I'll be letting you guys know. But if you want any of the flags or the hats or anything like that, go to Joe Bur jackpot Joey. Nine.com and remember portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Foundation. Stranger, what is going on? You are first as always. Brad, what's going on? Welcome to the show. And Shannon, we got a big crew today. We got three people commenting and eight people watching. I like it. I like it. It's all right. It's 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 the all-star game. You know, it's, and people are you know doing doing other things. Anyway, let's get to let's get to Joe here. What up? What is going on, my friend? How is the west side of Cincinnati right now? Oh, wonderful as always. You know, just uh, enjoying the uh, home run derby, uh, sitting in the, the the glory of watching Ellie De La Cruz uh, become the most electrifying man in baseball. Uh, stealing third was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen him do. Not stealing third and home. Basically, yeah. he just rounded third and took off and kept on going home. I mean, have you seen any play like that before? I've never seen a guy do it in two pitches. Um, I've seen a lot of guys do that against us, uh, you know, my, my kids teams, you know, I coach their uh, 15 U team and I've seen guys do that ag against us, but uh, in the majors, no, uh, stealing three bases on two pitches, um, just absolutely ridiculous. And 
I mean, this is the, I mean, is this the norm? Is it, we're expecting to see just stuff that we've never seen before happen on a baseball field? Like, that, I, I think this is the norm now with, uh, with, with Ellie. Electricidad, Dada Cruz. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it for the last, what, how long have you been about a month and a half? 30 games. He's played yeah. 30 games. Yeah. I mean, he's already hit for a cycle. He hit a ball damn near out of the stadium. Uh, now he is, you know, I mean, the thing is, on that play, he is the one that knocked, uh, the not to run in also on a single, you right? Know? So he ever forgets about that, but they stole second. Like I said, we stole third, he did it standing up. And I mean, <laughs> right there is impressive enough. It wasn't even my throw, the catcher's like, whatever. And they're both so pissed off. It. All right, fine, whatever. Just turn around and Ellie's just flipping his hair back on. All right, I'm gonna take off. <laughs> like, dude, I, it's just, I, I can't wait to get to Friday <laughs> for the yeah. game against the Brewers. And the thing is, I don't know about you, Joe, but. I'm getting a little tired of people saying, oh, well, the Brewers got our number. I don't believe that. I mean, I believe that the Brewers are a very good baseball team. I believe the Reds are a very good baseball team. This is what happens. You're not going to go in and you're not going to kick somebody's ass when they're a really good freaking team like the Brewers. I mean, we held we held our own against them. I mean, other, other than Friday night where Abbott just had his first bad outing, I don't believe the Brewers have our number. Do you? I don't know. I mean, you look at the teams of the Reds beat during, you know, just in, in the past month or so since Ellie came up and when they went on their stretch. Um, yeah, they, the only series that they lost before that was the Braves, and those were all one-run games. The Braves are the best team in baseball. I mean, they're an absolute juggernaut right now. Um, I mean, they've got a, a couple starting pitchers injured, and yet their starters are still absolutely just lights out. Uh, their lineup is full of uh, – basically, it's, it's the only lineup in baseball that's deeper than the Reds top to bottom. And I mean, the Reds played with them. Uh, they swept the Astros. I mean, they, they're, you know, they're, they're taking two or three or sweeping everybody else. Um, look at Milwaukee's lineup and it's not impressive. There, there's a lot of like, who's that guy? Bryce Terang, it's Owen Miller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it's, I don't want to say it, it, it's like, it's in the Reds heads or anything like that. I don't think it is. Um, they, I mean, they play, you know, they, I would say, I mean, they play the Reds, however many times a year, but they really haven't played them that much, you know, with, with all the new guys. So I don't know what the issue is. Um, yeah. I mean, they're still a solid team. I think the Reds are a better team, despite having guys that are, that look like you and me coming in and uh, throwing three innings, giving up six runs. But um, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer for it. it yeah, 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 I give credit to Wade Miley. Wade Miley could pitch. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he I mean the hell of a game. He pitched a great game. I yeah, mean, he, I mean, he knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah, he was one guy I was upset that we let go, along with a lot of other guys I was yeah. upset we let go. But, yeah. I mean, they, they have Corbin Burtson, a, a former Cy Young Award winner. And yeah. the first, what, four innings, five innings that game Friday night, he was pitching like it. Oh, he I was mean, absolutely – I mean, he was dominant. It, it was – he threw, like, 31 pitches through three innings. And this is like – any you know, they, they got one base runner, and then McLean summarily got picked off. I'm like, <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Sunday's game, it's like – they got hits. I mean, they only got four, but they they were had. It wasn't like they're all singles. They had guys in in yeah. scoring position. Yeah, we just couldn't get get the the base knocks. Now, one thing that yeah. that me and my son have been discussing a lot here is, I think it's time to move at least until he he gets it figured out again. But to move uh, Jonathan India out of the third hole, I, I think they need to drop him back. I, I would like Steer up there. I know Steer didn't have a great game either, but I think Steer ha- has been hitting better of late than India. What, what's your thoughts on, on India in the third hole? Yeah, it's I, I I'm not sure if they're just deferring to him because he's the quote team leader. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's a good ball player. Like I don't think anybody is or anybody who has common sense or any baseball knowledge is saying that he should be benched. But no. he's clearly short of the catcher position. He's clearly like for the past six, eight weeks, he's been the weak spot in the lineup. Right. Um, he keeps running out. He keeps getting run out there every game at the th- at the three hole. And part of me and knowing the analytics of baseball, batting positions, you know, batting lineup, it doesn't matter too much because he's only the number three hole hitter once. Lead right. off. You know, people complain uh, that he keeps putting Kevin Newman lead off. He's only the lead off hitter, guaranteed one inning. The right, right. but it's when you get runners on and then you know you pretty much assume that he's going to roll over into a 643 double play and inning over or uh, he's done that a lot over. exactly he i mean he did that the other day and it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of frustrating it's i don't know you don't you don't want to put him deeper into a tailspin by messing with his um uh confidence and stuff like that but i and, and the team's still winning so i i kind of yeah, he should be hitting seventh. Steer, I mean, Steer's the best seventh hitter, I think, in Major League history right now, as Will Benson's the best ninth hitter right. in baseball history right now. <laughs> but um, it's not affecting the team. If they're concerned that, you know, that, you know, concerned about his confidence or, you know, something like that, I get it. I would love to see, you know, him move down, yeah, to the seventh spot. That would be the perfect spot for him. And yeah, move Steer to four, Ellie to three, or something like that. Get Votto yeah. up out of the sixth spot. I mean, you can mix and match those guys around, but um, long story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it, he, he's not hitting. He's, he's, not, he's hitting not hitting good enough to play the bat third. I mean, the, yeah. yeah. Bottom line, he's not hitting good enough to bat third, and it's nothing against him. And honestly, I think Jonathan India is, is so confident. I don't think it, it would mess with him, but you know, I think it's something that at least needs to be tried. You know, yeah, to, to get him down there. I mean, well, the other, Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, and his profile anyway isn't that of a number th- of a three hitter anyway. Yeah. He's not a power hitter. He's a no. guy. I mean, he's a number two or number six or seven hitter. He's a guy who's gonna hit uh, doubles into the gap. He's got decent speed. He's a good base runner. I mean, this is not someone. I mean, he performed really well when he was hitting leadoff. Now, I think you, you leave Friedel there. Oh yeah. Um, that's but, why I don't want Newman leading off. I want DJ leading yeah, off all the time. I I don't. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I mean. I understand, but I'm just like David. This is where David drives me nuts, and he just overmanages. Like, just leave TJ at lead off. Don't put him else up there. Put Newman at nine, so right. he's well. That's the front, thing. so he's front in the order of the next. You know, he's front in the order the, uh, right before then. Like, well, if you like on base skills or something, we'll put him well, nine. So he'll, put, he'll put Newman at ninth, and he'll put or Newman at, at one, and he'll move TJ at ninth. I'm like, just put Newman at ninth. I, yeah. I don't I'm like, I, or I might have an eight. I just, well, and and Frito has. Friedel hits lefties better than he hits righties. I, I don't know the, I mean, and I could look at him real quick. You know, I could look at him like the splits in terms of on base, you know, versus power, but he's, he's got a better batting average versus lefties than righties. So it's not like he's a liability. So I, yeah, I, I again, I mean, the Reds are nine games over 500 in first place with this roster, with this yes. pitching staff yes. that came in knowing it was going to be terrible. Plus so many guys are injured, the guys that they were counting on mm-hmm. and they're in first place. So anybody who's saying the bell should be fired, blah, 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 no. blah, like, and, and, and what do you I, want? And I've been the biggest proponent of Bell, like since he when he first got to be the manager, I, I couldn't stand him. I think he's gotten better. Yeah. And one thing I, I'll give Bell credit is guys play for him. Yeah. And he creates a very good locker room. Sometimes that's more important than the other stuff, you know, because yeah. these guys got to play, you know, 162 games together. They, gotta, they see yeah. each other more than they see the family. So if you create a locker room that they all like being around, they like playing for you and they like playing together. Sometimes that's more important than all the the dumb stuff that I get irritated with David Bell about. Absolutely, and and, and he's got 
I have to give him credit. He has balls. Yeah. He's the one who three years ago benched Joey Votto. Yep. Yep. Gave him I, I forget how and many. Was, and I, I applauded him for it because he needed to. Yeah. Votto was stinking. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was he was struggling. Like, like he even admitted like he needed like a bit of a mental rest. Um, and he's pinch hitting for him, you know. People are complaining about you know that they're pinch hitting him too much against lefties late in the game. Um, it worked out well the other day. He pinch hit uh, Tyler Stevenson and he you know uh, hit a clutch home run. But um, Joey Votto is a Hall of Famer and he doesn't care. He doesn't give a damn. He's you know he he's putting he, he's playing the matchups that he wants to see. So I like seeing that. But as a whole about Bell and, and major league managers in general, thirty managers, five are great. Yeah, five are awful. Twenty of them are mix and match. It really doesn't matter. Bell's in that in that twenty range. I mean, he makes right. some head scratching decisions. Players play their ass off for him. Right. Um, most of the in game moves, most of the strategy, that's all dictated by. They've got so many guys in the analytics, and there's you know there's guys on the bench that are there, uh, game plan uh, stuff like that. Um, most of those moves that people complain about, those are all stuff that was uh, already determined before the game even started. So, you well, know. the thing is, too, is I don't know if he necessarily. It, it, see, I get irritated with the lineup sometimes, but I, yeah. but I'll, I'll give credit to Mo, Mo. I think Mo Eggers is the one that says this. That he doesn't necessarily think that David Bell sits there and goes, "All right, I'm going to put this guy in, put this guy." In. It, it's he's very analytics driven. I think yeah. he does a lot of it by the computer spits out what he thinks. I don't know if he goes completely by that, but he uses that as a guideline of who should hit where. I, I really do yeah. believe, and I also think. Nick Crawl and, and and other guys have, have a, a say so in this too. I don't think it's solely David Bell picking the lineup day in day out. Right. I mean, there's there's an entire analytics department. There's guys on the co- I mean, these coaching staffs. I don't say bloated. That's the wrong word. It gives it a negative sense. But there are so many guys. There's so many more coaches on the bench, uh, running game coordinator, game plan coordinator. You know, and, and this is stuff. Me as a stat nerd, this is stuff that I love. Um, but people still complain about every single you know all the minutia of a, you know, every single pitch of, a, of an MLB game. This stuff is all like, this is stuff that if you really want to get into it, this is stuff that a computer spit out that like, this is the best matchup. Right. Um, complaining, you know, about the, you know, that the manager making these decisions again, this is stuff that was decided upon before the game and, you know, before the series, you know, when they're sitting when all the coaches are, you know, working on a game plan and looking at this uh, pitching, you know, looking at the relievers and when this guy comes in, you know, he has a slider of Otto's OPS, you know, against the slider is this or mm-hmm. Kevin Newman, you know, against the cutter from, you know, left-handed pitchers slugging 700. You know, this is again, this stuff is predetermined. So, I mean, complaining about it on a game, to, you know, game to game decision by decision basis, it's yeah. you're wasting your breath and, you know, and your frustration. I mean, it's, it's how it is. It doesn't matter who's there. It, it could be Connie Mack, Casey, or, uh, Casey Stengel. All right. 2023, they're making that same stuff. We used to complain that Dusty Baker would make just some kind of boneheaded just Or none. School. Or yeah, he would make any moves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He would just make – he would stick with old school. I mean, Corey Patterson, Willie Tavares, leadoff hitters because they're fast. Yeah, right. Um, they can't get a base. <laughs> they, they couldn't spell walk if you spotted them the right. W-A-L. Uh, guys, you could just knock the bat out of their hands. They had zero pop. pop but they're really fast, so let's hit them leadoff. Or like, – complaining that adam dunn was a base clogger because he walks like yeah, that, was, that era is gone like those, you know dust dusty himself is uh uh has evolved into Boy, if he's gonna be put for, managed for the houston Astros, i think he had to well yeah exactly i mean <laughs> it, it's funny how we i don't say ran him out of town but when you know his contract expired they didn't bring him back 
Like everyone's like, okay, cool, it's time to move on. And now we're like, yeah, I missed that guy. Yeah, now ah, he was kind of good. I mean, I see, I was never the one that was like, okay, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll preface this. 2012, when he let Matt Lato stay in there, and we had the best bullpen in baseball, and Buster, yeah. uh, oh, uh, not only but uh, the catcher for the uh, Giants, um, Posey, yeah, 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 Buster Posey hit Posey. the grand slam. Yeah, I was livid. I was ready to fire him right there because I'm like, <laughs> we're we're dead. We're you know we only had to win one more game, and this is literally. Winner go home, and we have the best freaking bullpen in, in baseball, and you're sticking with Matt Latos. I, oh, I, I was, yeah. If, if I was on Twitter back then, which I, I don't think I was, <laughs> I, I might have been. I don't remember. Anyway, I would have went off, but I didn't. But uh, right. one thing it's kind of funny you're talking about all the different, how many different coaches and stuff they had. Now, uh, Bronson Royal was on my show last week, and he was talking that exact same thing of, you know, of how the game has changed as far as it's going into a younger. Uh, younger way you know the how these rookies can come up and and excel like they are now he said back in his day he's you know rookies weren't there were there was maybe one maybe two rookies he goes and they weren't as welcome into the clubhouse as they are now and and he thinks these guys are are more welcome into the clubhouse than they were so so they're more comfortable plus you know the, the the all the analytics and everything it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or, or your first-year player, if you're analytics-driven, that guy's going to play because that's what the, the numbers are, are saying. So it, it's yeah. it's a completely different of, of how it was when, when Bronson came up here. And I'm, I'm at first, I couldn't stand Like, I hated the three-outcome thing. It's either a walk, home rush. I hate that. Because right. the last couple of years, I'd get on, on here and I'd just be like, I miss baseball being baseball where you can hit and run and you, but I'm not, I, I say I'm sitting there like an old guy, but you steal bases and, and, and you drive guys in and hit the ball in the gap. That's what I miss. I'm like, now we have that. Now we had that with the pitch clock. And I think the, the um, bigger bases and everything has helped to get rid of the shift, which still I, I told Bronson, I said, I still will never understand why a professional baseball player can't hit the ball or butt the ball down there with third base, third base is wide freaking open, bunt it down there every single time they'd stop doing it. But, that's beside the point because they're is, pitching them in certain spots, knowing that they can't hit it that way. But if you bunt it, <laughs> I, I know. I just bunt it. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I, I understand not being able to hit it, but <laughs> it doesn't matter now. They got rid of it, which I'm, I'm right, glad. Right. It, yeah. but, but this is what, but they're back to where, <laughs> excuse me, playing baseball the way I, I watched it as a kid, it made me fall in love with the game and made it fun and, 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 and active. And that's what we have right now. And yeah. watching this team is, do you don't know what you're going to what you're going to see from night to night, you know, yeah. or or which player is going to step up, you know, and, and be the hero each night, and that's fun. Yeah, it's so much more aesthetically pleasing to watch, and and I understand why the game evolved into the three true outcomes. A home run is the most efficient way of scoring a run. Um, productive outs, sacrifice bunts. That that's an out is the only finite quantity in baseball you only like game can last 8 10 12 hours you can keep well, rolling one thing you only though, 27 outs uh, uh, this one thing this i would take this from chris watch but I, I agree with him a solo home run could be a rally killer too like okay you hit a solo home run next three guys get out if you get on and you're stealing you're running bases that momentum is going and that pressure is building on the team so i, I agree with what you're saying but to have the bigger inning i think it's it's more effective to do it the way they're doing it now Maybe, but there's, I mean, there's an expected run. I mean, there, there's a chart. I, I wish I, I've got it saved on my phone somewhere. I wish I had it here that I could uh, send you so you could throw on the screen. Um, 
you know, expected runs with how many runners on how many bases and how many outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a runner on first with no outs, you're going to score more runs. You're expected to score more runs than a runner on second with one out. So you sacrifice, you know, say so you bunted him over um, or slapping a ground ball, you know, uh, runner on second, slapping a ground ball to the right side, getting him the third with, you know, as opposed to just once you have the guy try to hit, you know, lace a double in the gap. So he scores that guy and the guy gets on second. And I, I don't like that it evolved to everybody to this whole launch angle. Everyone's trying to launch the ball into the sun because again, aesthetically, it's a, I don't say boring, but it's just not as fun as what the Reds Whoa. are doing right now. Now, that being said, Reds have finally learned they can hit home runs. Yes. Uh, they, they didn't hit any home runs the first month and a half of the season. Now they're on a historic, what, 22 straight games, longest stretch yeah. in team history of hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've hit like 45, 46 of them in that stretch. Uh, Votto's hit more than anybody else, which is hilarious because he wasn't even active when the streak started. <laughs> right. well, one, thing, one thing we're quick about Votto, and this is what I love about what he's doing. I, mean, I think you'd be talking about this last hour on the show that, you know, I was all for getting getting him back. Yeah. And the thing with him is people are like, oh, he's going to mess the chemistry. I'm always going to do this. <clears throat> if you notice, watch, watch the pitches Votto is swinging at right now. Yeah. Five years ago, he's not swinging at those pitches. Yeah. He's swinging to drive the ball out of the ballpark and hit it deep and, and, and put damage. on. That's all he's trying to do. Yeah. I don't really think he's trying to hit for average. Uh, he's he's going to take walks still. Uh, yeah. he's, but he is swinging. He's doing what people got mad at him for. Oh, all he does is walk. I'm like, yeah, but get some base. Guys behind him should knock him in. I, I right. never understood that argument. But now he's doing what everybody wants, which is what this team needs him to do. Yeah. They, they needed him to be the power hitter. They needed him to be the guy that – to drive runs in, and that's yeah, the, what he's in. The pump, the thunder. Right, and and that's, to me, is the essence of Joey Votto. He does whatever this team needs him to do, and he's done it his entire career. And and no more bigger evidence of that than, than what he's doing this year. Yeah, he, he decides, and, and, and he's one of the few players, and it's funny because I think Ellie might be this guy. Um, he decides what he wants to do, and he works on it, and he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, he decided he, you know, one year he needed to be a better defensive player. Well, he went out won the Gold Glove the next year. Um, yep. again, he, he's like he, he's learned that he can't be the gap to gap hitter that he used to be. He doesn't have the bat speed anymore, so he's got to cheat on fastballs. So he just he, he understands he needs to be selling out for power and pulling the ball. Look at all those home runs. They're uh, ropes, right to, uh, you know, by and large, most of them are ropes to right field. That wasn't him. He wasn't a pull hitter. Nope. He, he was he would hit four hundred thirty foot bombs to left field, which as a right is a Left-handed hitter hitting a ball that damn far to the opposite field is absolutely like ridiculous insanity. <laughs> but I mean, he he doesn't try to do that anymore because he, he he knows. I mean, he's, he he's he turns forty in September. Well, that he has a totally reconstructed arm, basically. Yeah, exactly. And that's and the thing. He, like now he's feeling better. I mean, he had an entirely torn bicep, jacked up shoulder. So anyone claiming any of the stats that he had last year, using any of that as any baseline for where they think he was going to be, was just absolutely idiotic. Right, right, so let me exactly. put that right there. Like, I agree with you. His last full season in 2021, he was great. Mm-hmm. Was hurt last year. Now he's two years older than he was in 2021. So you really can't, you really couldn't assume too much off of any of those two years. But people are like, he was terrible last year. He's older. He's going to suck. He's older, but he's got to rebuild. Like he's now healthy. So you can't assume he's going to hit like he did last year because he wasn't healthy. 
Well, Joe, and the thing too, I kept telling you, it's Joey Votto. Right. Joey Votto has a standard of what he expects out of himself. And if he doesn't think he's going to come close to that, he's not going to go out there and embarrass himself or hurt the team. And and Cowboys said this on the broadcast uh, last week uh, after Votto hit hit one of the home runs he hit this week. And Votto, you know, know, yeah, he had a couple of them. But where he was swinging through, he had both hands on the bat. Mm-hmm. Vado, he said Vado couldn't do that in spring training. Vado could not do that in his yeah. first rehab stint. So, yeah, so he, so Vado stopped until he got to where he could do that. Because he, again, like we said, we knew, he knew he was going to have to be a Deadpool hitter. And yeah. he's going to need his both arms, both hands on that bat to get out front and, and pull that ball. Yeah. And if he couldn't do it, he wasn't going to put himself out there to embarrass himself or hurt the team. Again, this is where everybody who doubted Joey Votto, I have in his damn near 20 year career for the Reds, why would you ever doubt this guy? <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he's arguably the best hitter in, in Reds history. There's I mean, only one hitter that you could realistically say has been a better hitter throughout his career, and probably Frank Robinson. And Frank Robinson didn't like his red stats have no age related decline because they traded him when he was 30. Right. Joe Morgan like left the team before he started decline. Mm-hmm. Votto's has like, like his numbers, like again, not counting. I mean, like the, uh, the counting stats, home runs and stuff like that, but just the, uh, the rate stats, the batting average slugging on base percentage. He's 39. So you have the age related decline and his numbers are still better than everyone else's guys that never <laughs> guys that only played in their prime. Right. He's the, Probably the best damn hitter the Reds will ever have in, you know, before, you know, for 16 years. I mean, everyone wants to say Pete Rose. Pete Rose wasn't a home run hitter. No, Pete Rose, Rose had, I, I love Pete Rose, but Pete Rose is a single hitter. Pete Rose hit a bunch of singles and doubles. He was going to get a hitter, but Votto, I think, I think is a better pure hitter of sprain. Like you just said, he had 400 and something foot home runs to, to left field. Pete Rose could do that. Yeah. He, he's, I love Pete. Yeah. I, I mean, Pete, I mean, Votto is more along the lines of, and, and this is lofty here, and then this guy's one of one, but Ted Williams, yeah. a guy who hits, you know, for pretty high average and power. I mean, Ted Williams is kind of the standard yeah. for pure hitters, a guy that's going to hit 330 every year and jack 40 home runs. I mean, that guy was ridiculous. How many years did he miss, you know, for World War II, went back, fought in Korea? Four, I think, yeah. And Four he's still prime years. Oh, yeah, exactly. Went back and decided to re-enlist in the Air Force for Korea. Yeah. <laughs> Missed, you know, missed more time there and still ended up hitting uh, damn near 600 home runs. I mean, that you look at his stats and, and and if you ever read any biographies on him, like like he's he was the guy that started like, I mean, his book is The Science of Hitting. Yeah. And there's a reason that Votto has an absolutely dog-eared beat to crap copy of that book because that's the guy that every hitter should try to emulate, even if you don't have that power. Yep. Read up on that guy. Like, that's the guy. Like, he is everybody's favorite hitter's favorite hitter. Exactly. All right. So 25, uh, six minutes into this and we haven't even started talking about what the, the subject of the show. Well, was. yeah, we, we've, we've got a, we've got a uh, topic today. Yeah, we got a topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens on my show. We just start rambling all about different stuff, but all right. So I, I, I prefaced the, the, the show here and I said, the yeah, first half MVPs, uh, for, for the Reds and I, on the, the thumbnail, I got Ellie up there. I got steer, I got McLean and I got Abbott. And I got Diaz. Um, I, that is, did I get anybody wrong that would be in the in the running? I mean, you could, well, you just have Vada. You, I mean, you could throw him up there, but I don't think he's played enough. But I mean, where are who, you at? I would say who who uh, who were the guy? I, I, I had Steer. I mean, you can put whoever you want, but on yeah. the thumbnail, I had Steer. I had I had uh, McLean. I had Ellie. I had Diaz, uh, and I had Ab- Abbott. 
honestly, and and, and I'm I've, I've got uh, baseball reference up. I've got uh, fan graphs up with you know with, with both of their war accumulations. Um, hey, you can, sh- can you share that to the screen? Um, I don't think I can because I, I don't have the permissions and that stuff. I will send oh. you the uh, okay. Uh, you usually go down to where it says present down there on the. If you can see that, you can usually present it. I oh, I guess I do. Son of a gun. <laughs> Let's see. Live TV people here. See, we, we practice everything on, on show. Yeah, we're, we're fantastic. <laughs> there you go. There, okay, you can see that. Cool. Yep. Okay. Um, there we go. Yeah, I mean, th- this is uh, uh, baseball reference, or uh, I'm sorry, fan graphs. F4. Uh, TJ Friedel is leading both fan graphs and baseball reference for Total War. Um, and a lot of it has to do with um, his base running and his defense. The, I mean, the guy's hitting 304, 380. 458 slugging he's getting on base he's creating havoc he's an absolutely fantastic defender yes um best all-around player i i would have to and again he's less sexy because he's the leadoff hitter and ellie is more fun mclean is the midget that you know the midget that could um <laughs> frito's been the best player and 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 i would almost go steer second because he's been the most consistent hitter but i can go with tj i love the guy i love his story yeah. the red signed him after the draft because they realized like there were 30 teams like they would have they thought that they couldn't draft him yeah they thought he wasn't draft eligible and the, and the reds like were the only team that i i think there was a, one other team that were, were interested in the services and the reds realized after the draft which is timely because the draft is still going on now um that he was draft eligible so they signed him as an undrafted free agent um which in the majors like to, someone to go that route to get to the majors like that never happens um right um Ryan Hannigan was the last player that I can think of for any team that was undrafted. And they got they got him at a tryout, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was, again, right. After the, after the draft, he was uh, uh, just kicking around. Uh, obviously, yeah. You know, obviously looking for his for a shot. So yeah, it's a, it's a tryout that you and me could show up to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's where they got him at. Exactly. Uh, for me, for me, I, I got co ones. I, I I've been bouncing this back and forth, and I I I can't I can't choose between. Both either one, so I'm, I'm going with co uh, MVPs, and it's Ellie and it's uh, Matt McLean because when they came up, when Matt McLean came up, that's when the the change started. Yeah, that's when the turnaround started. Then Ellie came up, and they just took off, and those two just just brought a a, a level of fun expectation yeah. to this team that didn't have before those two got here. So that for me, and I know they haven't been up the whole season, so it's kind of hard to say first half, but I mean the impact that they've had. It's kind of hard to argue that. And another one I would say would be would be second tier is Abbott. If yeah. we just think how, where we'd be at if we didn't have Abbott pitching every fifth day right now. I mean, because with with Green getting hurt, uh, Lodolo getting hurt, and Ashcraft not, not pitching like we expected him to. I mean, Abbott's been awesome. Yeah. So, but but as far as every day, you know, making an impact, it's hard to, for me to take a pitcher. I mean, I, I think if you're if you're going individual and you're going pitchers here. I still would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go there, but I would go with Diaz as far as pitchers because yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, one one. He's our all star, which yeah. which we should have. I think we should have more. But I mean, yeah. the what he's got the Reds. Half the wins are because of him. I mean, I don't yeah. say because of him, but but because he's able to close the door. You know, have that guy who can, you know, get slam that door and, and it's over. You most time don't have to worry about it. Is such a godsend. It's yeah, it's not even funny. So for me, pitching is Diaz. Abbott is a second uh, close runner up there. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you. And and you look at Diaz; he's got a two point oh three ERA, which which that in and of itself is sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, ERA is also a little bit misleading, especially for relievers, because you can have one 
or two bad out uh, bad outings, and yep. it can absolutely blow up. Uh, but you look at the uh, FIP, which for those you know fielding independent pitching, it takes uh, uh, it takes the defense out of consideration. That's two point three six. Again, he's getting guys out. XFIP is expected fielding independent pitching. We get which is more predictive. Which actually it was kind of a more stat nerd type thing. But you know it, it's the true indicator of how he's actually pitched, not, not just the results, but how he's pitched. Right. That's at 3.1. So, I mean, he's, it's not smoke and mirrors. Um, he's been that damn good. He's got to, I mean, he's strikeout rate at 37%. It was up almost I mean, 50% for the first, uh, for I the mean, first month and a half. I mean, he's striking everybody out. I mean, some of his saves with his, him getting tired has been smoke and mirrors. I, I with as tired as he was, I don't know how the hell he got some of these guys out. Yeah, they've been a little um, tightrope ish. We'll say David Weathers ish. <laughs> yeah, for, for those, but I mean, beginning, you know, he, he's know. dominating. Yeah, you exactly. Know, beginning, and he just he's just getting tired. That's where I'm. I'm kind of backing off on this a little bit, but I was when he first made the All Star team. I'm like, please don't pitch. <laughs> Go rest right, right, right. But right. now, I mean, David Bell, to his credit, uh, I, I think is is got him some rest, and I think it'll be all right if he pitches like one inning tonight. You know, but that's that's it. I don't, he, I don't, which he's, he's a reliever. He's not going to pitch any more than one inning. I think it'd be okay if he pitches tonight. But at first, I'm like, mm, please don't pitch. <laughs> you need rest. <laughs> like just just watch you struggle the last, you know, last uh, what you know four weeks. I mean, it's it hasn't been the the lights out closer, and, and we're going to need him uh, to be the that shutdown guy if to stay in this race uh, the, the second half of the season here. Yeah, absolutely. Um. What's you know, and again, what's nice is because of the all star break, um, again, the Reds only needed him one game over the weekend, which it would have been nice to have won. Anyway, they probably could have done it without him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. It was a three run lead, you know, yeah. at, at the bottom of the lineup, you know, that's that's why I hate the saves, the, the safe stat because pitchers will throw a guy in because it's technically a safe situation when literally any pitcher, you know, on the rookie Karcher could walk in there and. You know, and, and and get three guys out without giving up three runs. Right. Um, that's one of those. I like sit the guy. Don't put the, let let him yeah. give him the rest. But again, that, that'll that'll be one outing in a week's time when they go right. back out on Friday. Plus, right. you know, so if he throws an inning, he would have had a bullpen session at yeah. some point. Right. So, so whatever you know, right now. Yeah. Even if he goes in and throws an inning, and he probably yeah. will. I mean, he's leading the uh, leading the majors or tied for the major league lead in saves. He's mm-hmm. given up the fewest amount of blown saves. So. um yeah, I mean, he'll definitely get uh, get an inning tonight at some point, and that's fine because again, yeah. he's got tomorrow, he's got Thursday, he's got two more days of no action before you know uh, before they hit Milwaukee again, and maybe they win eight to nothing, so they don't even have to warm him up. That'd be so. awesome. I'll, I'll be there Saturday. I'm going. I'll get to uh, Shannon's uh, comment. There's been there for a little bit. It said, uh, "I wish the Reds had two or three more. That should have been at least an alternate in the All Star game." I agree. I, I'm kind yeah. of surprised. Maddie McClain, Steer has been up here all year. He's, he's got to be second or third in in All Star balloting right now, or I mean Rookie of the Year balloting right now. Yeah, I'm surprised that, that he at least didn't get an alternate. Uh, an alternate. Part of the problem was they had him listed as a first baseman because I mean he he was primarily first baseman, right. um, and you know and, and you've got stalwarts there. Um, as a third baseman, I think Arnaud. Like, there's not a lot of third basemen in the, you know, and and you look at his numbers. He he absolutely deserved, um, deserved to get a spot. But he's a rookie. He's going to be back. Uh, I mean, so many of these guys. I mean, people are even um, Ken Rosenthal. 
on the athletic, like made an argument why, you know, if you want to market the game and you want, you know, the all-star game is to right. spotlight best and most exciting players. Mm-hmm. Ellie De La Cruz uh, sure as hell uh, uh, should have been there. They invited him to the home run derby. He declined, which I, I get like, I'm that's okay fine. With I, yeah, I, I was mean, fine with that to be honest. It's, you know, it, it would be fun to see him out there. And, and I think he would have, he, he would have won going away, but, um, you know, he, he wants the break. I get it. And guys are worried about, I think they're overly worried, but they're worried about like the fatigue or got, you know, it messing with their swing or whatever, like fine. Like it, it's, it's a, it's an exhibition and, you know, it gets you nothing but a small check. He's got many, 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 many more gigantic. Yeah. He's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to do it next you know. year. year after that. I mean, I, I'm yeah. just like, just let Ellie, he, he had a, a breakneck season here. He just yeah. came up. I'm like, just take World, absolutely break World, and yeah. just relax. Yeah, you, know, you got a whole. We need him for a second half. For some reason, I'm getting my, my echo is coming back through your mic. I don't know why. Quiet down. I'm sorry. I talk loud. <laughs> turn this down a little bit. Um, but yeah. So so speaking of the home run derby uh, last night, did you like the 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 timing of it, the speed? You know how they had to hit them so fast. Because one thing I was noticing, we used to be able to enjoy how far they hit them. Yeah. You know, and sit there and watch them, and which is still cool seeing them hit that many. But I'm kind of like, I always wanted to go back to the to the outs instead of the, the clock. I don't know where are you at on that. I like it, but again, that's what they started in 2015 here in Cincinnati right. because of the weather. They had to change right. the uh, uh, change the format. Um, it makes it more exciting. I full disclosure, I didn't watch it last night. Uh, I had to pick my wife up from the airport, and you know, I, I. I a lot of such a bad baseball fan didn't watch. God, gotta go pick your, your wife up. Jeez, I know. I'm, I mean, quit how, being how a good me, husband and go watch the, the home run derby. How how dare me allow her to go take a girls' trip? That you know, yeah. girls' trip over the weekend and her birthday's tomorrow. So I'm awful, awful fan. You're no. such a joke, jerk joke. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, and it's cool seeing the younger guys that were in there: Julio Rodriguez yeah. and Adley Rushman. Uh, I mean, Rushman switched it, dude. Yeah, he switched. Like I'm like, oh, I, awesome. I, I saw that. I'm like, dude, that's yeah, that's impressive. That's where I'm like, man, I wish he could have had another round. <laughs> we got it, it's, I think in terms of seeing like the 500 foot home run, you know, seeing those absolute majestic like blasts that you used to see when it was Sammy Sosa or oh, they Junior also or McGuire, except for Junior. What's that? <laughs> they also are on uh, on steroids, except for Junior. Yeah, that's even more fun, man. Get those guys. Like, you ever seen a uh, uh, beer league softball, like guys hitting home runs? These guys are all roided up. Their biceps are the size of a baby's head. Like, that's fun. Guys just hitting the absolute SHI, you know what, out of it. Jesus, like, out of the ball. Yeah, they, like, that's fun. I'd, I'd rather I'd, I'd be more fun to see these guys that are all juiced up and pimples everywhere and roid raging in the dugout when they lose. But, um, but I get it, but I, I think it's, I, I think it's more fun fun with the timer because it, it, it just adds this big level of um, urgency and you know you, you're not just going to have guys that are sitting there just waiting just taking like remember the old ones I mean guys would be sitting there waiting, you know 10 straight pitches would go by and they're not swinging because it's not yeah, that exact perfect spot true. they don't have time like listen if it's not a great pitch mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many outs you get swing mm-hmm. swing me well, 90 seconds the, the, the BP pitchers I've gotten a better job or better at putting the ball where these guys want it. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, just like everything else in baseball has become more, uh, more of a science, more of you know, analytics of, okay, yeah. this is how you throw it. This is where you like the guy who, who threw to, um, um, Oh, which one was that? Uh, oh, what, what, what was this Seattle? 
No, yeah, Seattle. Her, or he didn't even step. He just and he just flipped the ball up there, yeah. and it was nice and slow. And he just drilled them. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, they batter. I mean, they tell him, you know, obviously, you know, they they pick who's going to throw it to him. So they tell him exactly. I want the ball middle in, or I want the ball, you know, out over the, you know, whatever. And that's you know, so there's you know, if they know they're not trying to guess or anything like that. Right, and they can pretty much put it put it where they they want. Now, Pete Alonso, he uh, unfortunately he had to go switch to get somebody else to throw it to him, and you could tell. All his the guy kept throwing it outside. I'm like, dude, you, you got to throw it inside. Go the so, other way. Go the other way. Yeah. So I did. A lot of they started launching them the opposite field, but that's harder to do when you're just you're trying to do a home run derby. You need to get them quick. So it, it was hard. But I mean, I, I still enjoyed it. I just it, it happened so fast. I'm kind of like, where the hell did that ball go? Did that one go out or not? You know, it just I don't know. It was, it was cool. I like. I'm not complaining. I mean, they can keep it the way it was, but. Yeah, I, I I missed being able to enjoy some of the hits, but then, like you said, I, I didn't like it when they went through like ten pitches and did swing. So that yeah. was because then it just and especially I mean it being a made for TV event. There, yeah. ESPN has so many commercials, and it took absolutely forever to get through the rounds. And, and it's you know, again I again because Cincinnati's the home of all kinds of awesome innovations like the West Coast offense, like the zone blitz, the timed exactly. Exactly, <laughs> the timed um, home run derby uh, format. The 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 actual original originator of the uh, no huddle offense, not the case. Ex- yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah, we I, are I like the originators that. of everything cool. Yeah, I, I like to point that all the time. The Bills fans, you, you know, you, you stole that from us, and in, in the '88 cha- AFC Championship <laughs> game, you guys acted like you're injured. And cried. Yeah, cried. Oh no, you didn't act. The Seahawks act like you're injured. They cry. They try to get it banned. Yeah, and Sam Watch told them like, "Yeah, you do that, and we're just gonna walk off the field." Yeah, <laughs> like, and then like, next year, because the ref said they were gonna start calling, uh, start uh, calling penalties or and, and disallowing it. They're like, "Yeah, no, that's, that's we're not doing that. We've been doing this all season. You can't just decide because the other team doesn't like it." And then yeah. all of a sudden, this innovative K gun offense. Yeah, and, and they took it three Kelly. straight Super Bowls. Like, okay, yeah, and it's the K gun. Like, no, it's it was the no huddle offense. Boomer size and Sam Watch. Sugar off. It's the sugar off. Sugar huddle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. All right, so real quick, one other thing I want to roll back to the Reds of moves that I hope happen in the, at least soon, hopefully during the All-Star break, is the three catchers. I think it's time to get rid of the three catchers. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Stevenson is, is back catching. Most of the time he's not playing first base. Or he's either catching or he's DHing. Kirk Casale is not playing a whole lot. I know I, I get in arguments with this, like, oh, you need Kirk Casale and Mal because of the young pitchers and all that stuff. I'm like, They'll be all right. They'll get over it. You got you got a guy like CES who's in the minor leagues who deserves to be up here, and that's what drives me up. People are like, "Oh, you're gonna bring him up here, and he's not gonna play." He literally will be able to play. <laughs> he can right. play first base, and he can DH, and they can move people around. David Bell loves moving guys around. I mean, right. CES, he can play third base, and he can he, play corner. He's been playing uh, some of the corner in, uh, right. of the outfield. Yes, how good he plays those, I don't know, but you can put him there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and he will be able to play, and if he can hit. Like he is hitting in, in in the Myers and like Ellie yeah. came up and, and McLean, all these guys have come up. There's no reason why he wouldn't. I'm like, why in the hell do we have three catchers? Yeah, if you can hit, they can find a spot. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly think that that time is coming. I don't know if they want to try to short uh, uh, showcase uh, Maley or Casale. I don't think either one of them have much of a uh, well, I mean, trade if, market if, for if them. Two, so. One of the two, I think it's Casale's gone. I think I think Maley's the better all around catcher, which is surprising they, because I thought I, I was. Going into the offseason, I when I saw Casale was out there, I said that's the perfect backup. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the guy that they, you know, that I think would like. These guys going to work great with the pitching staff. He's got some pop. He's but he, you know, he's a good defensive catcher. 
and, and then they signed Maley first. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they ended up still signing. I'm like, okay, like that's cool and interesting. What are we going to do? But yeah, um, Maley's absolutely, I, I think, has absolutely um, stolen the backup. Well, I, he, I don't, I don't even he, know what you even call it. But he, I mean, he's he, he's a leader he's, of the team he, too. I mean, he's yeah. the one that I think kind of started the America's team thing. He did, yeah, he did. He did. So, uh, yeah, I think he he's more of a leader in the, in the, in the clubhouse too. And you you can just look at the writings on the wall. They're not. When's the last time Casali? Uh, he's getting maybe one start a week, maybe. Yeah, he's getting uh, switched. Like they're you know they're hitting for Maley at some point late in the game with a pinch hitter and then bringing uh, Casali in. Yeah. Um, Casali, I think is a better defensive catcher in terms of blocking, and he works like the pit. Like, pitchers love working yes. with them. Yes. But Maley watching him control the running game mm-hmm. he's got an absolute cannon mm-hmm. there was one i think it was in washington i'm yes. not sure he, he threw out somebody yeah, running close yeah yeah i mean i'm absolutely just i mean he, he's got an absolute cannon i mean he throws at 85 some odd miles an hour from behind the plate like pop time at like 1.7 like crazy pop time um you see him look over at the reds dugout and says and, and you see him mouth you like that you know <laughs> exactly just absolute deadpan, and, and yeah, he is the guy that started uh, uh, America's team. Like that—that's you know throwing strike one, like or you know uh, throwing strike one to a batter. That's something America's team does. Like that—that—that's his getting like, to like, the anthem on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, he's Captain America. I mean, they, they say it's India. No, Maley was the one that started that. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. And he's a local guy, so of course, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that, that's where I, that's the one thing that that, that I'm I'm waiting for them to do, and kind of surprised they haven't done it yet because I mean. I just and because people keep saying, you know, Casali is working with the young pitchers, like, but he's not because he's not playing. Right. That's well, they have pitching coach and assisted pitching coach right. and pitching coordinators and like and people come at me like, well, well, you know, don't you think they would have made that that move already if they thought they get see get you know enough bats? Yes, I'm like, I literally don't think they made that move because they they're trying to find out if they can get rid of either Casali or. or or Mally, which I think they, they're going to get rid of Casali. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of why CES is not up here. And, and to make sure that Tyler Stevenson is improving at catcher. Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest, Tyler Stevenson is going to be your number one catcher. So he's, he's, he's got to get better defensively, which he's starting to – and thing, I've said this about Tyler Stevenson. He hits better when he catches. Know, he's getting better. It's, I mean, his offense – if he's a catcher, his offense is fine. Yes. Um, he's a terrible, terrible defensive catcher. Uh, he's, he, getting, he's, he's good against the run game. I mean, he's got above average pop. He, time, is, above he average is getting improving a little bit though. He's not god awful. Th- there was a there was a pass ball. Oh, that was yes. considered a wild pitch yeah. the, uh, know, the other night. Yeah, and, right between I his mean, legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he went down to block it, and and this is crap that I'm yelling at my you know at, at my eighth and ninth graders for like put the glove on the ground. The ball just I mean there was about a six inch gap from the uh, uh, from his uh, from his glove to the ground. The ball just rolled between. Like, yeah. Oh my sweet lord! What like, dude? Like that's eighth, eighth, ninth. Like if 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 you're doing travel ball in junior high and sixth and seventh grade, that's stuff that they're killing you for. You know, and that might be more well, of the reason of why they keep Casale because it's yeah. not the pitching; it's more of Tyler Stevenson's lack of defense, defensive, yeah. defensive ability, yeah. the, the defensive catcherism around. Yeah, I'm making up more. And, and and he's like, I don't. He's not as good of a framer. I, I I hate pitch framing. Let me put the. I, I absolutely hate pitch framing. A strike is a strike. A ball is a ball. It shouldn't matter if the if the catcher can like. Well, the way the way these umpires. Oh the, yeah, um, the way these umpires call, call balls and strikes. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm dude, Joe. I, they, I am, they, the one Matt, Matt McLean. I can't remember Saturday or Sunday. It's low and outside. I'm like, 
there is no freaking way he can hit yeah. that ball. I'm like, yeah. And then too bad. It seemed like the next uh, against Milwaukee, we threw one out to the exact same spot and they called it a ball. I'm like, you just called it a strike on us. Right. I mean, uh, high gets a ton, yeah. McLean gets a ton of high strikes called against him. So is TJ Friedel. Yeah. He's like five foot negative three. That's a strike <laughs> against everybody who's 5'10 and above. That ball's at his nose. What the hell are you doing calling that a strike against him? It's it's like the low strike against Ellie. They're they're calling balls mid, you know, somewhere mid shin height for him. Do, do they He's call six one, foot six? Was, That's not a strike. They, they called one of the, it was by his ankles. I'm like, how in the hell can he hit that? I mean, he might right. be able to actually, but I mean, he's not supposed to. That's not a strike. Right. That's exactly. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Brantley uh, uh, on TV said like he can't hit that ball. Like no, like no, no one's able to hit that. Like a strike. The strike zone is where it is because that's a ball that a hitter can comfortably hit. That's why it's from right below your kneecaps to three yeah, baseballs yeah. above the belt line. <laughs> yep. Like that's a that's the hitting zone. You can't. It doesn't matter how tall you are. If that ball hits you where it does, like where the height is, like mid shin for him, that's not a hittable pitch. I mean, I understand. And he gets so many of those called because yeah. he's so damn tall because it's it's a strike for, you know, for some uh, rest of the other team. I mean, I understand they're going to miss some. Yeah. But damn it, when they miss them and they're not even freaking close, I'm like, what yeah. the hell are you looking at? Like, this is your job. I understand human element. I got it. I have no problem with it. It's if it's slightly off. Okay, you're giving that. It's maybe. Nick in the, the bottom of the zone. I got it. But right. when it's up here and they're calling it a strike, and I'm like, right, they, they got to like tomahawk it to, to hit the thing. Like, for, for me, it's a guy who's like walked three batters in an inning and yet you still somehow give him a pitch six inches off the plate right. for a strike. Right. Like, you, don't, you don't need to help him. It's like, what? Why? This guy hasn't bought a strike. It's one thing Greg Maddox would buy a couple inches off the plate because everything he threw was on the corners or on the strike zone. And it's Greg Maddox, so it's going to be a strike. So you're just going to call it, but right. I, I'm I'm absolutely ready. I, I want the AAA system. Yeah, I, uh, I've this this year has changed you can challenge him. Yeah, th- this year has changed my mind. I, yeah. I mean, I was uh, well. That what's also is the way the the pitch clock and the bases and everything yeah. has has worked out. So that's yeah. where I'm more willing because I was never. I didn't. I mean, I don't know if the bases make that big of a difference as far as the running game goes. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that it does. Yeah. I'm sure you got analytic on it, but the, the pitch clock to me is just speed speed of the game up so much. It's and, keeping it flowing. It's yeah, it, it's just, it's a more like fluid product. Yeah, you know who would struggle with the uh, the pitch clock right now? Steve Trexel. Uh, a why as far as a human Randall and man that guy was terrible. Yeah, that was yeah he he was terrible. No Mark Garcia Parra having to step out and readjust his batting gloves every <laughs> single pitch. Sean well, Casey. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, say, yeah, the the new uh, you just said it, the new hitting coach for the New York Yankees, Sean yeah. Casey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, he, he I'm happy for him, but and... it kills me. He's gonna put the pinstripes on. I'm like, God, like really? It, it, it's <sighs> he and Aaron, like they're they're trying to recreate the 1999 Reds. If they hire Dennis Reyes as their pitching coach, big sweat. You know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Ron Valone, I think, oh, I think he was still around the big. Wait, rig. What was, was he was the uh, not, not big diesel? What was he called? They called big him rig, the, big rig, yeah, he's the big rig, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're bringing back the late 90s Reds on the 2023. Oh my god, but I mean, uh, honestly, this team right now reminds me of that 99 team. I mean, it, it, a lot because they they all had all these guys are young. Pokey Reese was young, Casey was young, yeah. Aaron Boone was young. Uh, we the had, huh? 
Meat Hook. Dimitri. Yeah, the Meat Hook, Demetri Young. I mean, our pitching staff was kind of like it is now, they, but none of them are young. I mean, we had right. Pete Harness. Pete Harness. We had, we traded for Denny Nagel, which was a yeah. which was a great trade. That, that's yeah. a, one of the most underrated trades in Red history. Yeah. Um, they ended up getting a, a, a Juan Guzman at the end of the year. Uh, Ron Valera was in there. Steve Paris pitching <laughs> the game against. Yeah. Uh, I was at that game. Oh God. Oh, that was. All they gotta do, Joe. All I gotta do is win one damn game in Milwaukee. One. Yeah. And, and and they had to salvage winning the game on Sunday to to, to make to, it even to more tie it. Oh. Oh, yeah, you had, they had to win two. And Milwaukee sucked then. That yeah. was that old my, uh, Fulton County Stadium. Or not Fulton County. Chuck County Stadium. Yeah, yeah, that was in the old stadium. Is, oh. That was one my uh, – I get a call. Like, I, I had to work uh, the, uh, during the game because I was – hell, I was I just turned 19 at that point. And um, I get a call, and it, I hear all this, like, ambient noise. And it's my brother – sitting next to my other brother saying, Hey, we're at the game. Like they don't like, they've never gotten along. Like they've always been they at their Milwaukee. twins. They were, you know, always at each other's throats, but they decided to sit to get tickets for the Reds, you know, for that game. Oh, and the, what, the 99? The, yeah. The 99. Game? Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and decided to get tickets for whatever reason and call me just to taunt me that they were at the game. And I wasn't <laughs> like that, that, you know, and that was before everyone had cell phones. So I'm like, what, 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 what do you like? What? Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, my dad went to that game. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, the 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 other thing rolling back to the '99 in Milwaukee. Uh, that game was in a rain delay. They yeah. started that game and, and it didn't end till midnight, twelve thirty. And I remember I had to go to work the next day, and I'm still staying up. Cause we have to win this game. Yeah, to time we have yeah. to win this. I'm like, my wife's like, you gotta go to work tomorrow. I said, I don't care. I'll go to work with no sleep. I gotta find out. If work when I'm dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to find out if we're going to make the playoffs or not. I'm like, yeah. we haven't made the playoffs since 95. You know, when that was, well, we made the play. We still haven't won a playoff series since 95. But I remember right. that. And that, that was nerve wracking. Juan Guzman started that game. And the thing is, we had, we had to start Parrish because we, we used all of our yeah, they, 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 If they would have won one more game, they could have saved, you know, somebody. So it wasn't. They could have signed Dave Negro. They could have saved Harness. Could have saved Guzman. But they couldn't because they couldn't win that yeah. second game. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats. Uh, Steve Avery was the sixth starter. He had more walks than strikeouts, which is impressive. Even in yeah. 99 when strikeouts weren't that high. <laughs> and he still had 91 ERA+. plus. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. That, that was after he hurt his arm. This, this one thing I, I've told my son this before, people on the show here. I said, this Reds, these young four starters the Reds have, uh, kind of, uh, they're, they're not there yet, but the potential is, is what the Braves had. With when because everybody freaking gets about Avery. Avery was really good until he hurt his yeah. arm. Oh, absolutely. And they had Smoltz and they had, and they had uh, Glavin and they had Avery. That was the first yeah. big three. And then they signed Max and they had all yeah. four until Avery got his hurt his arm. Then, I mean, potential wise, my son goes, Well, you can't compare them to them. I said, I'm not, I'm not saying they are them, right? But potentially they could be. That's that's kind of right. what we could have here with Green, Lodolo, Ashcraft, and Abbott. Yeah, exactly. Um, Plus, there's you know Connor Phillips is in two now. He's mm-hmm. I don't know if he, if he'll even be up this year. Um, they, they're kind of taking it sh- uh, kind of slow with him innings wise. He's he's only pitching like four or five innings. I, I don't you know. I would. I, I don't think they're ramping him up to, see, to, to join the rotation. I, see coming up, I don't know about rotation, but maybe coming up for bullpen down the stretch. I don't know. I wonder. I I honestly think that they're gearing up to make a trade. Um, I mean it's. All right, I, so. I don't think it's going to be for a for an ace. I don't think it's going to be for Dylan Cease. I I would. I was ending it. I'm coming on now, July 11th, uh-huh. 2023. Reds are going to trade for uh, Michael Kepich, uh, Kepich from uh, 
uh, from the White Sox. He, he's controllable through 25, I think. So you're saying trade next year? What's, no, no, no. They'll, they'll trade for him before the uh, – Oh, this uh, year? Yeah. Oh, you said 23. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah I got you. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying as of like today, like I'm book, bookmarking this, uh, they'll trade for uh, for Kepich. So this is one of me and my, my son were, were, were kicking around uh, Saturday night. And I don't, it, it's, it's, it's a pipe dream. I don't think it's going to happen. But would you do this? Would you trade CES? Uh, more, uh, who's the shortstop? Morte? I always mess his name up and down triple A. Noelvi? Yeah. Noelvi, yeah. Yeah. To hit those two, maybe a lower level uh, prospect that we ha- haven't heard of for Shohei. Uh, it would take more than that, but yeah. Um, you think it would take more than that? Oh, yeah. Two absolutely. or top prospects to get Shohei? Uh, it, it would take, it, it would take, um, Arroyo too. It will take Chase Petty. It will take Encarnacion Strand. It will take Marte. all of them. I, I would do it. Um, well, I don't know if I trade all of them. I mean, I, I was freaking out about trading four because some people are saying it's going to take four. Like, like you know, like, like uh, Connor, uh, uh, Morte, uh, CES, and, and Arroyo. Think about it. W- would you trade two of those guys for a for for a uh, for an absolute slugger? You know, for one of the best hitters in the league. Would you trade two of yeah. those guys? Would you trade two of those guys for one of the best pitchers in the league? Right. Oh yeah, you're, 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 no, getting, you're getting yeah. both you're getting both. I know, I know. You're, so that's you're, why. That, that's you're why. Making, was, look, you know. you're making my argument. I'm just, I'm, I'm. <laughs> I would, I, I would do it, but it would kill me to give up that many guys. And the thing is, though, I would really hope that we could sign Shohei. What Shohei has said he that that he wants to go to a, a winning organization. Yeah. And what's a better winning organization than the Reds? People keep saying, "Well, we can't afford him." Like. Trust me, we can afford him. We can fit him under. We don't. We, after next year, we don't owe anybody because I, I think Vado's gone. I think Junior's off the books. I think Moose will be off the books. Everybody will be off the books. Yeah, the only uh, there's only one guarantee. Well, Vado's going to make either twenty million or seven million, right? If they uh, decline the option, he's making it to seven million buyout. Uh, Moose is gone. Shogo's gone. The only other guaranteed money is uh, Hunter Green's new deal. Yeah, I mean, right, right, right. obviously, there's all the guys that are, you know, that, that, you know, that, that'll get tendered contracts but and they, they offer arbitration. But yeah, there's, there's they no get, money on the books. Right, they get a four. Uh, now, now, I'm not saying, now, I'm not. I don't want to say sit there and say that I want to go and sign another ten year contract for somebody. Uh, you know, but I, but then again, it's like I don't want to. But Shogi Otani is the best damn baseball player in baseball i mean yeah. like you said he's a 20 game winner he's a power i mean just say if you have shogun uh, that in third <laughs> right right now the reds have um 37 million dollars in payroll for 2024 that's counting 20 million dollars for vado so take 13 away from that that's 24 million dollars you know if they decline the option um and and just pay the buyout they can afford $50 million for Shogo, and, and he's going to make $50 million a year. They, right. they can do that. Now, that being said, if you're going to trade for him, you better sell a win or work, you know, make sure you've got a contract, you know, make sure you've got an extension because you have to resign him because, because you're, you can trade up- him for two months, two and a half months, and he walks. You don't even get a comp pick. Like mm-hmm. he's gone, then you, you know, then you're, you know. So yeah, that's the thing is a lot of people were talking on our show is, oh, they don't want to blow the, uh, the uh, minor leagues up. Now I'm saying two guys, three guys at the most. I still don't think that's yeah. I still don't think that's blowing our minor league system up. No, because I, I'll no. put it this because we got four guys or 
three position players that aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Steer, right. Ellie, Matt McClain. Those three are, aren't going anywhere. Right. So, I mean, and you still got Jonathan India under contract. You still yeah. got, you could bring Bato. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're technically, there's really no place to put these guys. That's that exactly. That's exactly. So, and, and plus, if you look and if you really want to be excited, um, again, I'm conflicted about minor leaguers. They're either great. It's, it's great to have that depth, but also there's a guys that how the most important team is the 26 guys on the Reds roster. Right. If they're not on the Reds roster, then they're, they're just an asset. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, I mean, you, you try to um, develop them. So they're better players or you trade them away. The Reds right. have guys go look at stats for Daytona. Go look at uh, Hector Rodriguez. Go look at Jose Acuna or, or uh, Carlos Acosta. God, they, Acosta. Yes. yes. Th- there's a ton of guys in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, Acosta came over. Was that the Drury? No, uh, there's the Drury. been so many. I don't remember. Um, there's been so many guys coming. In, I can't remember where we got them. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and these were guys that came in for uh, rental. You know, guys actually, no, rental I, players. I think it was Drury. Yeah, because I couldn't believe we got somebody actually good for for Drury. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, like there were guys ready to replace. Like if they have to trade Encarnacion and Strain. Well, first off, again, if the Reds needed him, he'd be up. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's it. it they could find it bats for him right the now. Thing, they is, give is, him, you know, but. these guys that are in the minor leagues, this is what my, my son was saying Saturday. The guys that are in the minor leagues, they don't necessarily need them. No. Because like you just said, if they need them, they'd already be up here. That we exactly. need a, a 20 game winner. Now I know Jared on here, he, he keeps going mad max, which I'm I'm not completely against this, but I don't know what I give up for him because he's almost 40. You know, I just I, I, I don't want to give him a, a, as much. I would rather like he's saying right here, go, go get Shohei. I mean, Shohei is a once-in-a-generational player. If it takes you three, two, three, four of your prospects, I mean, four would kill me. But if that's what ta- that, that's the thing, though, is you got to make sure you're signing. If you give right. up four of your of your top prospects, you damn better si- sign sign him to a long-term contract. And like I say, just trust me. Those people say the Reds can't afford it. They can't afford it. Yeah, <laughs> they they're not paying anybody. Right. No, no, nobody's like nobody's making any money. Again, and Max Scherzer, I would. I think if they're to trade for him right now, it'd be like twenty million dollars for the rest of the year because he's making forty three, and we're you know fifty five percent of the way through the season. Right. Um, he's the option. He's got an option for next year at the same thing. You'd you'd have to for to trade for him again because he and shogo are different or shogo wow shohei are two absolute right. different commodities you can't compare shohei right, because again <laughs> he can't he's shohei is scherzer plus pete alonzo um <laughs> you and he's younger you'd have yeah you'd have to guarantee because the reds this year is all like would be great to win you don't want to punt on a year you can't just say well they're not supposed to contend this year, so anything is a bonus. No, this is a winnable year, and if they get better pitching, this is a team that can, you know, that, that can make noise. They can go to the NLCS, go to the World Series again. Are they the best team in baseball? No, they're not the Braves, they're not the Rays, but you the playoffs. Someone, you're knocks, like, someone can knock those teams out. Like you just have to be hot for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Reds have been hot for a month. Right. You get there, and and you have the horses to get you there. Like again, you don't punt on it, but for someone like Max, you need him to guarantee. No. To, to you know at next you know 2024 season to you know to renegotiate whatever so it's a you know so it's guaranteed or up you know whatever figure something out i, I wouldn't take him for just a two-month rental now my question was sure max is i don't think he's i think he's, he's pitching okay yeah 
but he hasn't pitched that great this year. That's where I, that's where, and, and when it comes to Max, I I don't know. Would you give up CES for him? I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd give up one CES or um, or Marte. Could you get? Could you give give up uh, Senzel and uh, Barrero for him? No, those guys they, they, they won't, won't get you a buck. They won't get you a fungo bat and a bucket of uh, BB, BP balls. So you'd have probably have to. I mean, I'm like, uh, I, I, I'd be for because I, I, I've kind of changed my mind. Jared, Jared's gonna be happy. Uh, that I guess I would give. I, I would give up CES to go get Max. But God, if we could, I just keep thinking about this. If we can get Shohei Otani, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just think about him batting third in the middle of your lineup. You got, you got just TJ Friedel, uh, uh, Matty Bats, Shohei. Ellie, Vado, yeah. Jake, uh, Jake Fraley, Rick, Rick Fraley, Will Benson, Tyler Will Benson, absolutely. I mean, Will Benson is, and I, I think it was off off air. We said this. Um, over the past month and a half, the only player in baseball who's out hit Will Benson is Shohei Otani in terms of batting average on base slugging. He has been absolutely dynamite. Like again, that's the guy the Reds gave up. One of the guys that they got for um, uh, uh, Tyler Malley mm-hmm. and Stephen Hager and Justin Boyd, who was a comp pick that they got last year, I think a second rounder that they picked because he was low ceiling and they knew he wouldn't cost much so they could spend more on Cam Collier. Like they traded that for that guy. Like right. that, that's, I don't want to give, I don't want to give Nick Crawl credit because he's made some dumb moves, but he's. You have a hard time not to right now. It's frustrating because, yeah. Because he's the guy that went out and signed Mike Miner before last year. He's the guy that was in charge of the Reds signing nobody to staff the pitch, you know, uh, nobody to uh, reinforce the pitching staff just this yeah. past offseason. But man, some of those moves, you look at the return, like again, the Tyler Malley, Spencer Steer, who's the second best rookie in all of baseball, yet the fifth most talented rookie on the Reds. Um, <laughs> CES, who's absolutely crushing, like his stock has gone up. And again, I, I, I'll be. I wouldn't be surprised if he never plays a game for the Reds. Like I, I won't be surprised if he gets traded before he makes the Reds roster. Yeah. Um, and again, trading a couple low-level minor leaguers for Will Benson, who he's not as good as he's played, but he's a piece. He's a left-handed oh. hitting piece. And Absolutely. you know, he's got um, more power than I thought he thought he had. I mean, I mean, to be honest, beginning of, of the season, I, I, I'm like, all right, this guy's nothing. I, mean, I don't think he's going to work out. And and boy, I was wrong. I mean, he gives all the credit to Joey Votto. You know, helping him out down there, right. but I mean, he's I mean, coming. He's like, he was one first, first twenty one, and like struck out in the other twenty at bats, and then he went to the minors and was terrible. You know, he struck out and, until some like I, I think he just settled in and realized, you know, get back to you know, get back to doing what you can do. Said, um, did you watch it. the Let's triple go. he had over the? What's that? He said, "Eff it." <laughs> just yeah, exactly. Did Did you watch the triple that he had the other? Uh, I think it was Saturday. Like yes. it looked like an absolute like whereas Ellie's like disgraceful and, and just this ballerina running around the bases. He was a damn freight train, absolutely <laughs> just motoring through the bases. And he might have been running as fast as Ellie, but like like he's just like he that looked- dude's not gonna stop. He's gonna run through if somebody's standing on second base, he's going to run him over like Bo Jackson in Tech Mobile. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he looked like Corey Dillon run, running for the Bengals yeah. in the late nineties. Yeah, he, exactly. he was gonna run your ass over. Yeah. Anyway, Joe, you've been up for an hour and seven minutes. I appreciate it, man. I know you, we do, every time we get on here, we can keep talking. Uh, but I, I, I got to let you know. <laughs> we, well, I mean, we, we did almost two hours when you came on my show. So, I mean, it's, we, we're better. We did. We did. We, did. <laughs> what, what, we got we to save, save stuff for people. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Uh, but uh, tell everybody about Riverfront Bengals and, and the Riverfront in general, uh, what you guys got going on, going on over there. 
Yeah, I mean, it, if you guys check out uh, the Riverfront, uh, Chad Dotson's been doing it. He does it with his brother Nate. Um, weekly podcast comes out every Friday on YouTube, on Spotify, on everywhere else you, you can find them. It's the longest running Reds specific uh, podcast in the world, longer than even the Reds ones. Um, we have Tim Daniel does late night Reds every Sunday night, a live show. Uh, he gets great. He said, I'm going to be on, the, on there sometime too. I'm like, yeah, I'm making it. I think I'm well, honorary. They, they, he, he's had great guests. So, I mean, it's what? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and right now, I mean, uh, I co-host uh, the Riverfront Bengals show with my boy, uh, Greg Neiman. Uh, we've been kind of on a little bit of a summer hi- uh, hiatus, just uh, doing a little here and there. There's not much to talk about. Really? Uh, we are 14 days away from veterans reporting on yes. July 25th. I'm ready. So we're going to be ramping up. We're going to have some fresh content. Um, the man to my left is always welcome to come talk, talk Bengals with us. But uh, yeah, it would be great if you guys come check us out. We have a good time on on every show we do. So Absolutely. And uh, Chad is going to be on my show tomorrow. So we'll get some more of the Riverfront uh, representatives on uh, a Strawberry Ass podcast. Hey, Joe, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, like I said, we'll have to do this again sometime. And uh, get me, I'll, I'll definitely come on your show and talk some football. I, I can't wait, dude. Excellent, man. I appreciate appreciate you giving me the time, bud. See you, dude. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Like I said, uh, go check the boys out over there at Riverfront. You got Riverfront Reds, Riverfront Bengals. Uh, said Chad is going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, he's been doing this longer than anybody. Um, so get some more cool uh, Reds content and stuff. And I have some very exciting news. Um, next Tuesday, a week from today, I just got done uh, communicating with Corey Dillon. And he is said he's going to come on my show next Tuesday. So it'd be a really uh, cool interview, Corey Dillon in my opinion, is the greatest running back in Bengals history. Um, and he played in for the Bengals at on some of the worst teams ever, some of the worst offense lines, and that's saying a lot because Willie Anderson was was the right tackle on all those. Uh, but uh, Willie Anderson and Corey Dillon were the only reasons to watch the Bengals back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. But I am very excited to have Corey Dillon on the show next Tuesday. But like I said, tomorrow will be Chad Dobson from – from the riverfront, riverfront reds. But let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ice Bar, and the Ohio State Bucknuts. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenable. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on and putting it on the podcast. So if you miss any of the conversation that me and Joe had, Check it out. It'll be on B-Pod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a st- five-star review and a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, my originals, 2,266 subscribers. Like I said, I would be able to do any of this if it wasn't for you guys watching and supporting the show. Like I said, it's just me. I, man, my son helps me out. My wife helps me out. But most of the time, it's just me doing this uh, on a daily basis. So, But if you guys weren't watching... Corey did one, wouldn't come on my show. So I appreciate you guys. Make sure to tweet the show out. Uh, tell your friends, say neighbors about Sports Strawberry Ice. And other than that, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go National League. Hopefully they'll win tonight, but they probably won't because they don't win the All-Star game anymore, but we'll see what happens. But that's it. That's your sports, baby. See ya!